on this episode of Two Witches. Oh, it's Pinkman! What the fuck? Oh, God! I'm Sarah. I do what I want. And I'm Andrea. And I like that. And we are Two Two Witches. Witches. Sarah, thanks Emily and Mojo, and thanks again, weird listener, for joining us. Today, we have a surprise for you. And we like surprises. Well, most of them, anyway. We're going to talk with creator Janice.click, an artist, filmmaker, and pigman hunter, about his many weird creations, including dun dun dun. A cursed Shrek Dybbuk box. That's right, I said a cursed Shrek. Dybbuk box. It promised to haunt or curse the owner if they bought it. So, of course, I did. Of course you did. Welcome, Janice, to Two Witches. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, one of the things Janice does is create Dybbuk boxes, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All, all kinds of items and objects. Nice. Amazing. Now, before you guys get all spicy and think we're going to feed you a bunch of bullshit, hang on a second. Remember who you're listening to right now, okay? This is us. Yeah. Hang on, people. Stick with us. Have a little faith. See what I did there? <laughs> a little faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I will always, always admit when I'm on my bullshit, which is a lot. So we're clear when I'm telling the truth and when I'm just shit talking, okay? Yes. So, Sarah, how did you meet Janice? So I was doing research on eBay looking for listings of fake haunted stuff to make fun of for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of it, there's a ton of it. And I found this Shrek crack Dybbuk box that Janice made, and it was basically the best thing I'd ever seen, so I knew I needed to talk to them. We both wanted to talk about the selling of fake haunted items on eBay. There's so much of that crap out there, and this has been going on since at least the 90s. Janice, how long have you been selling Dybbuk boxes on eBay? Well, for a while, actually, probably a couple of years now, I've gone out to real haunted places and uh, felt something or another. But uh, I kind of, you know, the Shrek Dybbuk's box is, you know, a play on how ridiculous that shit can get. It's kind of funny. It's it's ridiculous. Who's to say this curse, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. So one of the things that really irritates Andrew and I both about the so-called paranormal industry, right, that we're all sort of loosely interested in is the amount of just complete and sheer fakery that people do involved in the content. And then it's sort of paired with this plethora of like racism and ableism and all this other shitty stuff. That stuff that shows up on cable TV, a lot of stuff perpetuated through that stuff and we're looking at you travel channel we hate that (laughs) travel channel has kind of gone off the rails on some of this information they're feeding people the creators of hellier greg and dana newkirk who also created the traveling museum of the paranormal released a detailed investigation in 2018 completely blowing the lid off of those so-called haunted dybbuk boxes which are basically hoaxes yep turns out that all of those haunted dybbuk boxes are basically a creepy horror story invested by someone in our neck of the woods here in portland oregon Mm -hmm. back around 2003 right to sell some old stuff from an antique shop Mm -hmm. this isn't the kind of keep portland weird though that we're into for sure no 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 we're super sick of the weird anti-semitic tinge to cult shit the biggest issue we both have with the big boxes is this tie to jewish folklore around what's called a dibbit which is a mythological demon that's said to hold enough power to actually invade or possess a body so demons 
right? <laughs> right? You know, right. So let's be very clear. We're we're making fun of the ghost bros. We're not making fun of Jewish culture, and we're not making fun of Dybbuk. In fact, that's that's the biggest problem we have with this. They're, it's being co-opted by a bunch of jerks with stupid hair, sitting in the dark, yelling at dust particles, saying that it's demons, and that sucks. Jewish people have been messed with enough, so just stop, please. Plus, aren't you guys sick of watching ghost shows like this one? Come on! They're so boring. So They're all the same, okay? Yeah. So here's what a Dybbuk really is. A Dybbuk, the plural is called Dybbukim, in Jewish folklore, is a disembodied human spirit that, because of former sins, wanders restlessly until it finds a haven in the body of a living person. Believe in such spirits were especially prevalent in the 16th and 17th century Eastern Europe. Often individuals suffering from nervous or mental disorders were taken to a miracle-working rabbi who alone was believed could expel this harmful Dybbuk through a religious rite of exorcism. This haunted Dybbuk box stuff started, as the story goes, when an antique store owner named Kevin bought a vintage wine box from a 103-year-old Holocaust survivor via eBay. Damn it, what's wrong with you, Kevin? Like, okay, quit pulling this Holocaust crap. It's a real problem. And using tragedies to make money by calling something linked to it haunted really irritates us both to no end. And it's everywhere. Yeah. And the New Kirks have correctly pointed out in their investigations. If a person has a truly authentic item in their custody, one of two things are going to happen. They're either going to give that sucker away as fast as they possibly can. Or there's the inverse. There's not enough money in the world for them to part with their precious haunted item that they're attached to. They're not going to be selling this shit on eBay. They're just not, right? But another person that was involved with investigating and exposing all this Divic Box crap was our friend Katie Webb. And we can't wait to talk to her in a later episode about some of the thoughts that she has around bricks and other weirdness. Yay, Katie! She has an Oracle deck with some brick cards, too. Yeah. Can't even wait to get my deck. Bricks are everywhere! <laughs> so we're going to link you where you can get some of her master divinatrix tools in the show notes. Check those show notes! So Katie came across a different haunted Divic Box in 2016 while she was working on a YouTube show called Haunt me and katie's featured on that one for several seasons i love those old episodes of haunt me i once had a rune reading from ty in fact thinking about it you basically predicted this podcast it was pretty crazy uh, you i remember when you had that done you like messaged me yeah. and you're like so i just got a, a rune reading from ty and guess what it's for youtube bitch yeah. and i'm like what <laughs> And we watched it. It was all, it was super crazy. So Katie took this Dybbuk box that was authentically causing all of these problems for people to the Newkirks to investigate it properly, knowing they aren't into fakery. One thing about the Newkirks is they seem to be the real deal. The same Dybbuk ended up on an episode of the show Paranormal Lockdown on TLC. It's a really interesting episode, actually. If you're not really into the ghost shows like I am, it's still pretty interesting. And the full story is basically, even though the Dybbuk was completely created by a person, it actually legitimately acted haunted. They did a full investigation and the Newkirks eventually tracked down the first person that listed a Dybbuk box on eBay in 2003. And he admitted that he completely made up the story. Kevin. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's more, more to the story, of course. But the Newkirks basically figured out that all the activity around this haunted box was because of the perceived fear of it. Everybody was afraid of this demon that was inside. And so they somehow created an unrelated object that Ant haunted because of all of these thoughts about it being haunted. The Traveling Museum of the Paranormal was the first paranormal group either of us ever saw do anything like this. And it kind of blew our minds. Yeah, it was pretty much the first time that I'd heard anybody discuss anything like topos or egregores in a larger sort of audience other than the real kind of fringe weirdos. Greg and Dana have done a lot of groundbreaking research and investigations like this. And we're super excited to learn more about their next project, which is a documentary about another haunted object they investigated extensively called The Crone. Hmm. We already said it before that this is a crone podcast because we're old, <laughs> so I'm sure we're probably going to love The Crone just as much as we love Hellier. Yes. And man, do we love Hellier. By the way, Janice, have you seen Hellier? Yeah, me and my wife. We definitely seen all of first season and then up until like halfway through second season. 
that's a pretty good show. Like, that's pretty funny. You all talked about the crone because this other dude, Beyond Weird YouTube channel, he kind of helps me out with some of my stuff. And he's actually making a side movie about witches and it's called The Crone. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a lot of synchronicity. For sure. Kind of this whole podcast kind of theme is synchronicity yeah, that climbs out. So, that's that's awesome that someone else is working on another yeah, Chrome movie. Awesome. I was rewatching Pigman this afternoon, <laughs> just crying, laughing oh God, at, at your fake interviews. Andrew, you have to watch this yeah. shit. It's it's like it's like Hellier, only fake Hellier. <laughs> it's fake Hellier. Like they go out and they, they randomly interview people about Pigman and what they've seen. And he goes out in the woods looking for Pigman. And, you know, they talk about people get disemboweled and, you know, demons and all this stuff awesome it's outstanding <laughs> and i i just knew i just knew i'm like okay he's awesome. making fun of this shit so <laughs> so this is gonna be fun he sent me a, a terrifying true photograph of Pigman, a polaroid actual evidence a polaroid yes so we're gonna go ahead and give that away to one of our listeners awesome. so they can see the terror for themselves but they must understand that if they receive one of these cursed items in their house that we cannot be held liable no. for any demons or any infestations that happen as we no we will not be clearing anybody's home right it's just impossible so so listen at your own risk listeners <laughs> but your Pigman movie, like, even though it's clearly fun, like, it reminded me a lot of Hellier, the going out and getting weird and interviewing people and, and doing that stuff. Whether you're doing it as a joke mm-hmm. or you're doing it for real or you're doing it as both as a combo, like you and I tend to obviously do, you're out there and you're experiencing it. And I think that the more you pay attention to weird stuff, the more it interacts with you. I agree. A different part of your brain opens up and you become more aware of these things. And in a space and time where you would just ignore them or they just be something that is there you you don't pay attention to, it brings it into focus for you. You notice it way more and you get to meet weirdos. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So when you see these dimming boxes or this other supposedly haunted shit show up on eBay, it's always these assholes like Zach Bagans that end up all over this crap. In fact, Bagans is now the owner of that first fake Mm. famous haunted dimming from eBay that someone in Portland completely made up and Bagans displays this thing in his true crime death egg haunted museum in Las Vegas. And he paid tens of thousands of dollars for this fake-ass wine cabinet that some dude made because it acts weird. Um, and of course, you know, Dibbix became part of popular horror culture then. Um, you, Sarah, went to his museum a couple of years ago, right? Indeed, I did. <laughs> Curiosity got the cat, <laughs> so to speak. And I'm not proud to say that I paid money to go there. But I did. And I definitely got an education when I was there, for sure. I bet you did. So basically, you go there and there's pumped in electricity to make you feel uncomfortable. Bunch of smells, weird smells, like wood burning. The floors are uneven, so it feels kind of unsettling as you're walking around. All kinds of old carnival bullshit tricks, right? Yeah, Baggins has big P.T. Barnum wannabe energy, for sure. To prepare for an episode to talk about basically how much we hate this garbage. And there's so much out there. Haunted dolls, haunted vampire rings with handsome pirate spirits to be your sex slave attached to <laughs> them like go to ebay it's totally fucking insane so i'm on ebay and i discover this listing that was so glorious i almost like peed myself <laughs> laughing it was like a metal level troll and i could just tell that janice got it i remember when you sent that to me and it was the greatest thing you'd ever seen this was of course the listing for a cursed shrek dibbick box which was made right. by our guest this episode what made you start thinking this way what made you think <laughs> i'm gonna do that there's so much to go into I have been making cursed items forever now, like years now. You know, all that stuff, all the cursed items on eBay, all that stuff. 
we all know it's fake. We all know it's goofy, whatever. Well, I mean, right. you know, they're trying to sell it and make a profit. If you ever look at any items I have, I donate a good chunk of money to like charity. Like normally it's like 50%. Oh yeah. And then normally the other 50% goes back into just like my movie. Supplies. Endeavor. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Craft yeah. supplies are expensive. We both know. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't, if I've had people before actually like hit me up for like a cursed jar or whatever, and I'm like, just pay shipping. I don't care. I'll, I'll send you it. Funny. Who cares? <laughs> like I'll, I'll uh, nice. write yeah. a little thing on the side. Don't, do not open. It's cursed. Whatever. So it started with the jars. Nice. I had like these little, they were like little hope dolls, but they look like little voodoo dolls. They like, they dolls. Cool. yeah. Yeah. So I would put that in a jar, smoke a cigarette, blow the smoke in there. So it would kind of have this like smoke look, you nice. know, I shot it right quick, take a picture of it. So, so those are cool. Those are whatever. And I would go out <laughs> to these haunted places to do it. And then it kind of gradually grew up to the Divix box because I was like, oh, every, you know, everyone's kind of talking about Divix boxes right now and stuff. So I actually, I made a real Divix box. Like I looked up the one, uh, I guess it's the one that Zach baggins as whatever like it has the uh hebrew on it and stuff so i took i i right. burned that in i went to this place about 30 miles away uh and there was a school and it was abandoned and you could like go downstairs and it had all the stuff it, it, it said on the walls it was like hell and all this stuff and i still was like this is goofy as fuck like i'm like i dressed up as pig man and like ran around and my friend videotaped me yes! like i like got on the ground and just like rolled around and was like you know being goofy i'm 30 and that's funny Amazing. you know whatever <laughs> acting like a child <laughs> so uh I love yeah, you it. know we like we took it. videos we're, like we made a bunch of videos in there we were like oh big man's coming around the corner and i'd like run around like just making these funny screams and stuff yes can you imagine being a high school student just being in there oh yeah just terrified out of your mind and just bumping <laughs> yeah. into this this guy and this bing <laughs> you would just shit yourself and never ever forget it funny funny side story i've actually i've i've worn this you know whole pigman outfit on a float trip last summer and uh it was just funny because I, I was on a kayak and i would just at, like my buddies would be going down and we, we were floating down it was in st louis the merrimack river and it's it's very popular everyone goes down it and you know, i didn't drink in a while and everyone was drinking and stuff and i was like all right fine i'll drink this is fine this is funny they're like there's this big cave up here like we should shoot some film and i was like all right because we're all about shooting film and uh so beforehand <laughs> yeah. i had this backpack on and i have i have been drinking all day with these people i was like this is fun this is funny so i just put on the outfit while i was like kayaking down the river and all these people started like screaming like they were freaking out <laughs> we got in the cave and we were like shooting a film and then these like frat bro duder guys are like walking by and i just started screaming at them while i had the thing on i was like get the fuck out of here this is my house you're not allowed in here <laughs> yes yeah it, it kind of it was funny because i was like what would you i mean i'm a weird person if i was back in college you know i would have thought that was cool i'd be like let me take a selfie but these are just you know whatever <laughs> basic bitches. Yeah. These are bros. So they're just chilling out that's awesome. <laughs> so I'll post this listing from eBay on the show notes. Here's what it said. Let's break it down. Why I bought this thing. Shrek Dibbic Box. Shrek Dibbic Box includes a Shrek print framed, Shrek crack stickers, and a little baby Shrek. 
Take the baby Shrek and place it under your pillow at night. Shrek will appear in your bedroom that same night. If you don't place the baby Shrek under your pillow, you will become addicted to crack. Like the artist Shrek Crack. God, no, not that! <laughs> did you put the baby Shrek under your pillow? Like, I recognize this burning need for answers. No, I did not put the baby Shrek under my pillow. Okay, there are ten Dybbuk boxes. Each one is different. Well, now there's nine because I am one of them. Two bad suckers. But each one is cursed. Oh. So buyer beware, you're in for a scare. Goosebumps. Terrifying! How will I ever sleep knowing you unleashed this on the world, Sarah? What have you done? I do what I want, remember? Like, but if you want one, you better hurry up. There's only nine more right yes. and the listing also said they're a limited edition Shrek crack is currently in hiding so these dimmick boxes are fair trade prices i had to negotiate with him pretty hard he burned me with a crack <laughs> pipe on this one janice uh you got burned with a crack pipe Whew. heavy stuff dang uh, i'll start off by saying i'm sorry but i think you're addicted to crack now like you might not know, but oh. if you feel like you want something, it's crack. You want crack. Well, let's see. I'm addicted to bricks and I'm addicted to uh, green tea. So, you know, here we go. And nuns. Yeah, kind of, which is super fucking weird. But, you know, here we go. So, of course, I read this backstory. Right. And I see the photos and I had to buy it, which I'm, I'm thrilled, thrilled with my decision. Of course you are. Of course. Of course you are. So I immediately reached out and was like, hello, kindred spirit. <laughs> Have you heard the gospel of Sarah's cursed repaints? Because we do the same shit. Yeah, this has a similar vibe to the weird stuff you make for sure. And what you've gotten in trouble for with the mother Joseph. You make friends everywhere, even eBay. I consider this partially a synchronicity because this was clearly somebody I needed to beat because I'm just having way too much fun with this stuff. And a few weeks ago, I bought a random brick on eBay that just said Fulton, Missouri because I liked it. And now here we all are, all together <laughs> at last, discussing Pigman in Missouri, right? I had no idea that uh, Missouri was that weird before. I just was like, oh, I like that brick. Who buys bricks on eBay? That's how, like, I'm just mental, clearly. Before we get into the Shrek curse, please tell our listeners how you got into into the weird stuff like we did why shrek which part do you want to answer first <laughs> why i'm weird or why shrek all of it any of it <laughs> well i mean i guess i was born weird i mean i've always been weird i've always kind of had a you know drawn to that shit i got into like the movie type aspect of it because my grandma told me to stop making movies and i was like i'm gonna fucking make the weirdest things you ever seen in your life now and then it just kind of out of control from there i mean is that why grandma's so important in pigman yeah that's yeah exactly i was like grandma you're gonna be a star and then now i made a, a fry monster out of like a guy jerked off onto french fries and now there's a fry monster movie coming out <laughs> Sarah. I can't wait for this latest fucking movie. He put on his Instagram a picture of like him in this costume in a dumpster and was like, I'm going to get mixed soon, bitch, or something. And I was like, yes! I was like, Grandma, you might want to sit this one out. <laughs> Let's talk about demons. Because a lot of your stuff talks about, you know, demon, right? So, so do you believe in demons? Yeah. Ugh. Or maybe more importantly, do you believe in demons punching Zach Beggins in the face? I believe in all that. <laughs> I believe in <laughs> I knew you would. First of all, fuck Zach Baggins. What? What? Uh, <laughs> fuck Zach Baggins and fuck yeah, David fuck Head too. David Head. <laughs> I definitely believe in demon. I mean, if you want to get real for a second, I'll, I'll be real. I'll take off the whole Janice facade and all that. My older brother had some stuff going on when I was younger. And he would constantly tell me, when we lived at this house, he would constantly tell me, I don't know, I think I was 
like five, six, seven, somewhere in there. And we'd be playing like Legos or whatever in a room. And he'd be like, don't go out there. Like there's a demon out there. And that shit like had stuck with me for so long. Like I dated this girl one time that was a Satanist and she would, and like, to me, I, like I used to make fun of her. I'd be like, she'd get this phone call. I'd be like, who's that Count Dracula? And like all this, you know, goofy stuff. I like yeah. actually. We, uh, <laughs> I remember one time in particular, I like went and picked her up, and this was in like high school. We were walking down these train tracks, and she was like telling me all this creepy shit about like this. It was before Slender Man's time, but she had kind of described Slender Man to me. Right. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And there's this, it was, we walked past the scarecrow. And it was facing this way on the way back. It was facing me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like you're freaking me out. And she was all about paranormal activity. So bad, like little, you know, little, little run-ins with stuff, you know, nothing like dramatic to like make me be like, Oh, I'm going to change my life or like move away or do anything like that. Even this house I have right now is like, right. I just moved in. It's a hundred years old, but I just bought it like two years ago. But I still think, you know, I've heard babies crying at night, but fuck it. Like, it's not going to make me move or lose out on this mortgage. It's like, right. I'm not going to change my life. Right. You can live with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would say, yeah, definitely there's some demons or some weird haunts and stuff like that. But I think I'm just going to live my life like normal, no matter what happens. That's interesting that you brought up Satanism, too, because we actually have a good friend named Sage that is a Satanist. And I'd never paid really attention to Satanism before and just sort of assumed yeah, it was yeah, yeah. kind of like what you're describing like oh you're so evil and you know what i mean but satanism in reality when you actually break it down and she did a really mm-hmm. in- super interesting in- episode on her podcast about it it's basically just all about trolling trolling assholes that's literally like the whole thing which is hilarious Yeah, like that aspect of it is cool like i know i'm like about that like whenever they're like we was it like oklahoma yeah. or something where they want to put up like um it's like bat Balf myth or something like that yeah they were like we're gonna put up the demon and i was like no that's cool i'm with that i'd I'd support that (laughs) like why not fuck it so you make these demons in a jar and other mysterious packages that say help me on the outside (laughs) and you then then you release them in these haunted sites and then people open them and they're cursed and you record some of these drops that you do right and put it like up on your youtube or on your instagram yeah yeah. i've recently started recording this stuff for a long time i wasn't i was just like oh you know who cares whatever but you're in like the last year or so well i thought like like why not why not record like what i'm doing because for multiple different reasons i mean on some aspects i want well if you see like a vhs tape out there that's like help me i mean who who has a vcr anymore like who's gonna be like who did this so you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> a weirdo's gonna have a vcr still yeah. i have like I seven VCRs. yeah exactly so where you target <laughs> so like you know on some aspect i thought the video itself it says help me all this like no 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 do not watch you play it it's me like in a diaper eating noodles like just like <laughs> it's funny like, <laughs> i haven't watched it i i, I didn't i want to open the box so bad but i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it like i respect the art my husband's like you could just open it he probably won't care i'm like no no it needs no it's not mine to open hey you know what that box though is it's boring actually i'm not i'll tell you what's in there it's just a little hope doll with like a sticker it's it, just because it's the iphone box 
you know, I think that's the more alert to it because it's like, right. oh, it's an iPhone. What if there's a real iPhone in there? I it's like nothing. It. It's not shit. It's nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's got this little tiny "Help me" written on yeah, it yeah, on the yeah. side. That's so. I would take that one to Portland. It and then open it and then retape it. I don't care. Just see for I, that's fine with me. But I, I'm telling you, there's really nothing in there. That's hilarious. <laughs> I got all the good shit. That's awesome. Yeah, no, take whatever you want. That's honestly, that's what I, if if it was me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll put three of these things out there and I'll keep it. Hell yeah. I'm going to hide it all over the place. I'm going to hide it all over the place. I'm going to give some of it away on our Twitter and then I'm going to hide the mystery packages in the jars that have your website on them in Portland because I think in Portland are going to be more apt to interact with your stuff than people in Vancouver. So let's talk about the paintings too, because we both do, I do what I call cursed repaints. I turned the Last Supper into an alien abduction scene. So like, (laughs) that's kind of my cursed, what I call my cursed paintings. And then I, of course, inflict them on all of my friends randomly. Typically if someone's like, oh, I really like, then it'll just like show up in their mailbox randomly, like when they've forgotten about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So you do curse paintings, though, and you only sell them for just a couple bucks. And I saw those on eBay and was dying laughing because they're really awesome things like clowns and demons and pigs and things like that. Yeah. How do you come up with these paintings? So actually, so my uncle is like a real artist. His name is Randy McCauley. When I look at like if I didn't have kids and a wife and all this shit, I would live my life like him. Like he yeah. is the fucking man when it comes to stuff. Like he grows weed in the backyard. He retired by like age fifty. Like dude knows what's up. Amazing. But he never had kids. He never had a wife. He never did. He he just lived his life as a free soul. You know he's an old fashioned hippie. I love that. I seen him a couple of years ago. I had this really good talk with him. Me and him, we had a couple of drinks. Uh, you know, we smoked a little bit. And he said, when I was eighteen. I went and I worked at a factory and I just, I saved up all this money and then I got all this money and I bought a car and I traveled the country and I just met all these people. He's like, I worked from 18 to 19, took all that money and just traveled, met people. And then I just did art and I never wanted to work a nine to five ever again in my life. And he never did. And he's to this day, he's, he's still just walks around and i was like wow that's you're my fucking hero dude when it comes to that type of stuff and when he paints though it's it looks like a real picture like what he did was like he it looks like he just took a picture and then just here's a picture but he painted it so it's real and then i tried that and it's shit it's garbage <laughs> and so then i was like here's a cursed version of that. <laughs> oh, okay okay that's perfect <laughs> and i seen him I come back a couple years later after having the he lives he lives in Florida so I I go down there I have this big long talk with him and I come back years later and I'm like man I tried and he's like I'm not gonna lie to you dude these are shit so wait your uncle is is Florida man yeah yeah, yeah. is what you're telling me that's no wonder your paintings are so awesome that explains yeah. it all no he was he surfs and he's retired now and i'm like how the fuck are you retired dude you just surf and smoke pot all day and i was like i try everything i play music i do paintings i do movies and all this shit and he's like uh yeah just keep trying don't give up yeah but you know keep working like 
That's yeah. awesome. Well, we're going to give away all of, you know, some of your cursed prizes on our Twitter. And we're going to do a pinned post on episode drop date. And one of the things that we're going to make people do is, you know, they have to leave a comment to win. And if you want to win these cursed prizes, you have to go to the pinned post and comment, fuck you, David Head. <laughs> um, and the reason you have to say that... Is because much like One Star No Goblins, mm. David Head is a hater. And basically said that Janice's work was the worst movie that he'd ever seen. So we're going to get as many people to tell David Head, fuck you, David Head, during this podcast. <laughs> fuck you, David Head. You're my hero. That's right. So that's how you win. You have to tell David Head, fuck you, if you want to win some of Janice's stuff. It just seems fair, right? Yes. Absolutely. But one of these prizes is a VHS tape of a movie about the pig man. We hope you join us for part two of this spirited discussion with Janice.Click in episode 10, which will be coming very soon. Thanks again to Mojo, Emily, and to you, weird listener, for joining us. Until next time, take care of yourself. And don't be an asshole, or we'll send Pigman after you. <laughs> oink, oink. Visit Janice.Click, not dot dick. I don't know how many fucking times I have to tell everyone it's click, not dick, and also, fuck you, David Head. <laughs>